This is Arriving, where we get present, talk taboos, and explore the spectrums of life. Thank you for being with us. And we're here. I am Scott Martell-Smith, and my guest today is Andrew Newton, a fantastic, beautiful man who I have the pleasure of meeting here in Austin, um, a guy I've talked about some, some pretty deep things with before, and looking forward to seeing what we will get into today. So, Andrew, thank you for arriving. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. Glad to be here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just start. I'd like to check in with a couple questions. You up for that? Yes, sir. Here for it. Yeah, you're familiar with you know check-ins, right? Like in, in groups to kind of get no, you more present? I've never done any men's work before. You, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sir. I'm ready for it, man. Let yeah, you're ready. Awesome. Yeah. Beautiful. I know at one point in my, I was like, what do you mean like check-in? Like what's, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, since it is not a, a group of... 45 whatnot we will give more time than you know two word than a two than a two word check okay. in so uh let's see out of these yeah i want to go yeah what's one thing you could celebrate that you've done recently i've been embracing patience mm. and i'm really proud of that I've been super eager to do the thing, have the accomplishment, and excel in so many areas of my life up until now, but I'm really leaning into where I'm at and kind of letting the universe happen through me, Mm. through patience. It's not something I've figured out how to force yet. (laughs) Yeah, forcing patience. That sounds sounds like a winning formula, right? Not yet. I'll I'll get back to you. Maybe second round we can talk about how to force patience. But no, so far yeah. it's just been an allowing, um, just uh, embracing the the moment. Um, you know, presence is something I'm doubling down in mm-hmm. 2022, and just patience for me is super hard. Mm-hmm. And I just want to full throttle. You know, streamline efficiency, mm-hmm. do the most, do the best. But I feel really calm in in my amount of patience right now mm, beautiful yeah yeah definitely celebrate that and yeah, yeah. um I, that's definitely something i struggle with right being patient slowing down not feeling like i'm not feeling like i'm doing enough mm. I, don't, I don't know if that's like something that you that this is kind of the same for you i was never never <laughs> <laughs> boy i mean that's that's the the my achilles heel in a mm. lot of ways is is that coming from a corporate environment Mm. being very tied into comparisons and judgment and and coming from a san francisco social Mm. uh, city per se that it was very hard to escape until i moved out here and have really um come into my own in a lot of ways that is by my definition Mm. yeah yeah so you know if if i'm not enough it's by my own 
justification that mm. I didn't do enough today on my own regard. And I'm, mm. I'm much more comfortable with that, but still a lot of carryover in from that old kind of like, you know, outcome results or money or some sort of benchmark that has constantly let me up to failure, you know? It, so yeah, that, that I'm something I'm very familiar with, man. Yeah. Yeah. And the, I mean, so the patience is big, key to that and i think a lot of it then you know and here we like to talk about spectrums it's like that spectrum between like work and rest as well and just the kind of an analogy that's coming to my head right now is like you're sowing seeds we have to give those seeds like time to grow right like you know you yeah you'll you know water them and, and tend to them and care to them and you know they're likely gonna grow but you, you can't just like force it or you know if you wanted to do you know, an, an analogy like um, industrial agriculture, then you just feed it something artificial, right? You feed it artificial fertilizer and maybe it grows faster and cheaper, but it's like, it's not as nourishing, right? And so being with your process of just life, <laughs> of just living with that patience and letting it, you know, a little bit of that rest come into play and allowing yourself to be nourished, like in the process of, not you know nose to the grindstone all the time um that's kind of what i'm that i'm hearing oh yeah big time and there's two things that came up around around rest and and nourishment for me because i've for so long allowed myself to quote rest but not feel nourished from that rest Mm. or i would say okay i'm I'm gonna allow myself to take maybe a quick nap 20 minute nap whatever it would amount to, but it was not a full letting go or surrender to that, that, okay, I can Mm. allow myself to rest here. I have nowhere to be, nowhere to go. This is where I'm supposed to be right now is just allowing my body to, to kind of recover and catch Mm. up with, or maybe, you know, my mind and, and my body catch up to one another. So that's a really fascinating point. And I love that seasons analogy. I mean, it, coming from somebody who has almost zero agricultural like background, like, you know, grew up in San Francisco, like college in Miami, you Mm -hmm. know, hasn't really been on a farm ever, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, but there's, it's so, it's such a rich analogy. And I've been listening to a lot of Tony Robbins recently. I, I done a lot of his programs and he's coming, he's in a season where he's, he's done it all Mm -hmm. where, but he's got a, a new uh, daughter. She's like nine months old now. Mm. So he's in this whole new season of his life where he's speaking about it in such a way that connects to the everyday person who's not, you know, you know, uh, knee deep in, in soil and, and the, the land. And mm-hmm. so I just I so appreciate that season analogy and, and identifying where I where I have been in what seasons I am in it's it's only natural mm-hmm. to embrace the season you're in and whether that's days or weeks or months it's it's all relative I think as far as I'm learning mm-hmm. but that's such a, a rich concept for me that I'm trying to trying to learn more about and it's yeah I feel like there's so much there I don't understand yet because mm. I've been trying to just force and push and mm. on the flip side of the patience that I'm embracing now just 
embracing the winter that is mm. coming and i know that there's a huge even deeper winter coming mm. in a lot of ways so getting ready for that preparing myself for that in any way that i can come mm. with my communities and, and different people that that i'm with it's it's invaluable to to play into the seasons not only yourself but those around you yeah uh, yeah i mean a lot of that Again, I think I think we're similar in a lot of ways, and from previous conversations, just some of our life experience has has had a lot of things that, that mirror each other. And what just what I'm thinking of is there's things that I want to do, and I want to do them like right now, but I forget that they're maybe a three year process, a five year process, a ten year process, and I try to do it all in one day. I'm like, today I'm going to do this ten year thing today. Yep. And then I'll burn myself out. Right. Um, and yeah. And so that's just kind of a thing of, oh, I'm in a, for, you know, for me realizing, oh, I'm in like a three to five year process right now. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, wow. Like, <laughs> and some of that for me is well, giving myself a little bit of, uh, like permission to relax a little bit. Like, you know, think, I think I need to be somewhere else. I think I need, I think I need to already be at the, the finish line, right? Like, like it's running a race. You know, and it's like, oh, this isn't, yeah, sure. I, I there's a place I want to go and there's a place like, like I have a direction that I'm, that I'm headed and I, I want to get there. And like, that doesn't like the race is everything in between is like all a part of it. You know, it, it if I, like, I know for myself, if I, it's like stop living until I get to X, Y, Z. If I just like, if I wait to let myself relax or maybe rest for one until i get to the very end i mean it just it just wears me down wears me out and then, then i just won't even i won't even get to the end i'll just give up it's like tortoise in the hair right yeah i i so hear that and, and can relate on so many levels i i know we're just checking in so <laughs> i feel like we could riff for for hours oh, yeah. but um boy that the journey it's such a overly used cliche mm-hmm. and yet i so am deepening an understanding of that it's like yeah if we're not enjoying the journey what the fuck is the point you know mm-hmm. and i'm i've had so little fun along the way mm-hmm. when it felt fun you know i can tell you yeah i partied at mm-hmm. live in miami or you know, whatever, whatever the, the accolade was burning man, whatever, all these things. But when in reality, that was a lot about what I thought was the thing or mm-hmm. what I thought I wanted. And so that's kind of where I go on the other side of the spectrum. It's like, yeah, I want to have, I want to be on a three to five year, you know, adventure, mm-hmm. right. And not know everything that is on the other side and really embrace the step by step yet having a compelling an epic vision you mm-hmm. know five ten whatever the increment of time is right you know that's helpful man oh, and, for sure and i'm really le- you know learning a lot about what i want that to look like for mm-hmm. me and so getting clear and specific as physically possible not only just not only thinking about this but visualizing it you know putting this stuff on paper speaking it out in the world in conversations like this you mm-hmm. know this is the stuff that makes whatever manifestation or you know i don't want to go super woo woo yet you know we got all, all night <laughs> for that but there's there's so many components to making an epic vision real mm-hmm. and yet 
you know, the fact that you're on, uh, you've acknowledged that it is going to be a time frame that is not in the foreseeable future. It's not even in the short term. You know, right. that is past a point where you can really have a clear vision. Yeah. That's exciting because there's so much uncertainty that um, that lies beyond that. Yeah. And, and heading in that direction, right? Uh, it's just from what you're talking about in those parties and you're saying you're, you're having fun and bring you back to what we kind of said at the beginning of like, it sounds like it wasn't nourishing, mm-hmm. right? Like you did it, but it, it might've been depleting in some way. And so you know, living life, being on this journey in some way that is nourishing on like a, on a soul level, right? To your soul. And to me, that's been, you know, trying to figure out what is spirituality, especially with all, all the new age. And, you know, again, as, as woo as you want to make it. And I, I'd like to learn and see and explore everything like i just I, i'm curious about basically everything and so i will read it i'll hear people out and you know thinking and, and uh go down some of those those avenues and rabbit holes um and just for me as well it's like that process of listening to myself and oh like does this have meaning to me is this feel you know it's the same word nourishing to to me or does it feel like it's depleting i think that's also something you get to that energy level does it feel like it's building energy within you or do you feel like it's draining your energies and and i think some of it as well is it's like building your energy like going to the gym right so not that it's going not that you're not gonna use your energy right you're going to use your energy it's not sitting about sitting there and just like collecting right all this energy um but having it to be able to flow right so you can you can pull it in and you can send it out and it's just this natural flow and so it's not stagnant mm, that's um, beautiful man so because that, that's the game like yeah. that, that's really what what I've, i'm trying to do the most of every day is just use the available energy i have cultivate more and distribute it accordingly that's that's really that's that's the the bigger game i'm trying to play in so many words and yeah, I, there's there's so much to that. That's a whole thing, you know. I'm I'm wanting to learn so much about that, uh, physically specifically, and and you know, I know you've had a history of pain and in the body, and that's mixed signals mm-hmm. as far as you know what is good for me, what is nourishing, what is my body telling me right now, mm-hmm. and you know, I've dealt with not so much physical pain, a lot of mental emotional pain through you know mental health background and stuff we can go into maybe later but there's something that I've uncovered once I've cleared a lot of the as much stimuli external Mm. that I can right Mm. so that's involved a, a, a process for me to to get off drugs and alcohol mm. tobacco you know rid myself of all these externals that are basically between me and, and using that energy the, to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. So that's been my journey in a, a lot of ways recently, mm-hmm. uh, as in the last couple of years, just shedding and almost unlearning, just oh, unlearning yeah. uh, the programming, just shedding programming in, in so many ways. And instead of wanting to go to some nightclub on Saturday night, which yeah. I enjoy still. Oh, for sure. There's, there's no, yeah, you can still do it. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. But maybe choose to go to a Sunday morning workout class, you yeah. know, instead, right? Like those are talk about a spectrum, you mm. know, that's, that's the way that my life has changed 
because that's what feels nourishing to me. Mm -hmm. That's what's been an organic, good, net, positive. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it, it's uh, a... <laughs> let's go, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll say one more thing, and then we'll get into just these, these other check-in questions, um, which will... Maybe they'll take this long. You know, maybe they won't. We'll see. Um, for me, I, I just I notice like the the older I get, and I'm 28. I have to remind myself how old I am. It's <laughs> uh, like kind of the older I get, I realize that like this game doesn't really end. You know, I, I think at some point I thought this game just like just like ended, and so I was just, like going to use 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 up all my energy. You know, just kind of go all out, and uh, and I and I did in many ways, and then I had like nothing left, and. So just being able to like live in a way where I have like where I have energy and can keep can like keep doing the like keep living the way I want to live right like where it, like it doesn't stop and and not for me as well like not doing extreme things that I that I can't maintain like I want to build like a sustainable life for myself. Yes, preach, man. I, I'm trying to only do things now that I can see myself doing my entire life. Mm -hmm. 100%. And so I've built Until in... Until you learn that, oh, that that's, you know, ready, time for something else, right? Totally. You know, yeah. good players adjust, right? Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, a lot of these things that I do now with real discipline and consistency, like habitually, mm. are things that have stead, stood the test of time. Right. Like journaling, meditation, breath work, uh, exercise. These things are not... You can't argue with me about the benefits. Right. So I've started with that, and you can get more complex, quite obviously, but yeah, yeah. you know, without the fundamentals mm -hmm. it's like well, that's really been a key to my mental health journey is like man come talk to me once you're getting enough water mm -hmm. you're getting enough sleep you're getting enough sunshine like yeah, yeah. have you touched a blade of grass in the in the last year you know yeah, yeah. um what what what's what are you eating you know so let's talk about the fundamentals and once we get past those like yeah then we can talk about kind of optimization mm -hmm. and things like that so yeah and longevity kind of that using the energy appropriately. And right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So now these will be one sentence answers. You can that, all right. You give me a cap. I can handle that. All right. <laughs> so there's, they got three questions here. Okay. First one. Where are we? We are in the most magnificent time that has ever been mm. period beautiful yeah no doubt how did we get here oh, that's loaded um how did we get here magic mushrooms <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah I'll, I'll, I'll live with that you know magic mushrooms and space aliens or you know you know the evolution of consciousness I'll take any one of those three okay what are we here for? Whew, man. We, you, know, you can answer this in any way. You can talk about what are we here for tonight? What are we here for in any scale? It's, yeah. it's, right, it's open to interpretation. So I just want to make sure you're, I, I appreciate I you know that. that. I yeah. went cosmic. So we co were, cosmic's welcome, right? Like every, again, spectrums, everything is welcome. Yeah. I think if I'm going to stick with the cosmic train, it's just, it's just embracing cosmic love. You know, it's, complete quirkiness and kinks mm. and the it's beautiful humor mm. in the strangest and most 
perfect ways. Yeah. Exploring that, going deeper into that and experiencing that in a physical form. Yeah. Be here to experience it. Yeah. Be present with it. So glad to be here to experience yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I know for me, like in many ways, I'm surprised I'm here. Like I'm, I'm surprised I made it like on the, on the other side uh, of my depression. Really. I get that. Like, and so that's, sometimes I'm still like, what is going on? Like, like I, I did not think I was going to still be alive basically. Um, and then I guess I could start bringing me into one of the really big ways that, that we connected and something I was hoping we, we could talk about some is basically our, our journey with, with mental health and especially through the like traditional medical system and, and going through that. So um, I, like I mentioned, my uh, diagnosis was depression. I had suicidal thoughts um, anxiety attacks, panic attacks, things like that. Um, just really, really deep, didn't want to live. Um, and was basically given some counseling and then, you know, some, some, uh, antidepressants. And that was like supposed to, you know, r- just write the ship. Right. Um, and you know, to, to make a long story short, I could tell that wasn't actually fixing anything. So I just stopped taking the medication and, went on this whole, <laughs> this whole spiritual journey um, that's brought me to where I am today. And at some point along the way, I realized I wasn't depressed anymore. And I was like, I don't, what the hell just happened? Like, um, but it, it did take a lot of, a lot of fighting, a lot of searching um, for, for something that, but for basically, basically for like a life that I, I would want to live. Mm. That, that was a, a big part of it for me. It was, it's not the chemicals in my brain it's literally the life I'm living that needs to change. Not, it's not like a chemical imbalance. It is a life imbalance. So that, that's 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 a summary of of my my mental health journey. Yeah, man, and it's just tremendous courage for for speaking that. You know, it's it's not easy. Even myself speaking, I I like to talk about this to try to share my story in hopes that it'll help anybody along the way but it always sort of ruffles you know some some dust and dirt off mm-hmm. of the the proverbial you know closet and and so really really respect you for for bringing it up and i'm here for this conversation you know it it didn't it didn't necessarily have to come this way but a lot of what we're talking about, we're in bonus land right now. You know, <laughs> this is all extra stuff. Yeah. And I, I gotta say, you know, you've earned it because mm-hmm. you've put in the work to explore yourself and that's never a waste. Mm-hmm. And to come out the other side it, with, with new hope and, and zest for life. I mean, that's, that's kind of what, you know, it, I find it crazy too, because People who come through this journey of mental health in the traditional Western pharmaceutical really model, mm-hmm. it's if the, if they're able to get past it or above water to a certain extent, they have to go spiritual. Mm-hmm. They have to look for something else because they're they're looking for an explanation that mm-hmm. wasn't able to be found through traditional therapy or psychiatry or pills that were they were fed and mm-hmm. and that was so similar to my story. Yeah, I just knew that what I was doing wasn't helping, you know? Uh, So I guess I have to take a step back and kind of, let me give some background because it's now I'm 31 years old 
and this has been the primary focus of my life whether i you know i didn't ask for this yeah <laughs> so it's been 12 years now i was diagnosed bipolar 1 uh textbook definition in my freshman sophomore year of college and you know, I've, I've been writing a memoir. I guess you could call it a memoir. I'm learning these writing terms now, but mm. it's just the story, my my bipolar story, and mm. and it's been really tough, really exploring new depth to circumstances I really hid and put mm. away, yeah. and it's been really fruitful in that way. Very emotional at times, but also I think it's going to help some people. So I'm mm. really really happy with that and. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I'll, I'll give the, the high level right now is, is I was 19, you know, I went to college at the university of Miami, man. Yeah. Holy shit. I mean, Miami in and of itself is, is just lit. I mean, <laughs> you know why, if you, if you're hearing this, you know why you go to Miami, you yeah, know? Yeah, and, yeah. and I was 18. I was so naive, bro. Mm. I didn't know what I was doing there. I, I was like, they have a radio station, which I was really into in high school. Okay. They have a lacrosse team, which I, I was into in high school. They it checked all the boxes. I'm gonna I'm gonna try this out. So I got blindsided, you mm. know, immediately with drugs, alcohol, women, the fast life, fast mm. cars, and I just didn't I didn't get it. Yeah. I didn't get it at all. I was just like, Well, maybe I'll try more of the same things I already can tell aren't helping me. So yeah you know, rust of fraternity. And I know you're, you have some history with that. And that was not helpful at all for me. Um, I got involved with the dudes who were most interested in women, drugs and alcohol and partying at the, at the university of Miami. I mean, it was the Mecca for that at the time. And, and we just, you know, and as soon as I found out that my dad got diagnosed with stage four melanoma, Mm. my whole world fell apart Mm -hmm. i had i was not prepared to lose my father and i didn't have any healthy idea about what to do about that yeah Uh, we didn't have really much of a communication emotionally we couldn't talk about these things so i just doubled down on on booze and out and and drugs so we um i came back that summer i got put on an antidepressant thought that might help Mm -hmm. um Similar as you, I realized that this, I had no idea what this was doing to me at the time, my sophomore year, you know, tossed these meds off a balcony at some Mm. point, really, you know, in a fury, um, and ramped up into a full fledged manic episode over the course of the next three weeks, you know, where I found myself 5150 or Baker acted. I was taken to a hospital by police, um, my sophomore year. So, you know, that just, it just radically changed my entire world from there. It's like a trauma, like stamp, you Mm, know, it was a huge experience in my life that I had no explanation for. So, you know, I was feeling grandiose. It was like I was playing chess when everyone was playing checkers. I was a fucking grandmaster, you know. Yet I was so, my thoughts were, I couldn't count to 10, man. Like, Mm. my thoughts were racing so fast um, that I was just reckless. And so that landed me in the hospital. I'm grateful that it didn't land me in a worse circumstance. But that was hugely traumatic. And, um you know, it's been basically a journey inward 
since then. And that's that was about a decade ago. Yeah. And, you know, until I separated myself from the patterns that I had found myself in from those times, I it's it's just been a, a completely restructuring of my entire life. Yeah. You know, I had to change all of the things that I was doing day to day to really see what was actually underneath. Mm. And, you know, I now, you know, kind of just to zoom forward to now, I'm I'm, you know, Austin, Texas has been probably the best move for me in my life, my adult life for sure. I found myself around community that's supportive and really like-minded. It's been a place that's allowed me to thrive with the activities and the exercise and the things that I know help me. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, it's it's been huge. Uh, I've been tapering off medication. You know, mm-hmm. I was on the same set of meds for twelve years. Wow! So they just stopped. I don't. They do, what were they doing? You know, yeah. it was. I had no idea. So yeah, yeah. it was just. You know, recently I've been on as little of meds as I've ever been on. I'm extremely proud of that that evolution. That that's what's taken place there and. It's um, it's been a prioritization of myself and my self care, and I know that I can now come from a place of a full cup, mm. and with that understanding, that I know all all things come from there, yeah. and without that, you know, obviously there's there's a spectrum there, mm-hmm. um, but when I can ensure that I'm doing all the right things for me, it just that love and that 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 spirit that's in me can actually shine through Mm. yeah thank you for sharing yeah that's um that's real life stuff right there i mean just you know without a doubt things that will often get pushed aside and ignored people don't want to talk about or don't want to hear about um and yeah i mean that's I mean, there's a lot of that that is, you know, very similar, very similar to me. So that's that's why I'm like, you know, yeah, I I hear you on on all of that. Um, and just, I mean, 12 years on medications, like just the way that the body has become adapted, right, to that medication and coming off of it. Like, I my medication doses were fairly small. I didn't take it for, I think, maybe two or three years, you know, and I did switch at one point. Oh, my favorite little, my favorite quote unquote little story about antidepressants is um, I had been prescribed Zoloft, Zoloft. So that was the one I took for a while. Um, Again, I could tell it wasn't really helping. So I actually just kind of stopped taking it. But then I went in to my psychiatrist who basically was just prescribing meds. He wasn't like, again, getting like root cause things. Um, and I hadn't been taking it. He's like, Hey, you know, would you be willing to try something else? You know, da, 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 da. And, um, he suggested like, do you want to, would you like to take Prozac? Could I put you on Prozac? And at the time I was 24 and the, you know, the Bowling for Soup song, 1980, 1985. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, uh, the line is like her dreams went out the door when she turned 24, one Prozac a day, husband's a CPA. And so I literally, like, literally sitting there in the psychiatrist's office, like, I'm 24, it's like, and so you'll take one Prozac a day, like, literally, I hear that phrase, and I'm just like, and I just immediately associated with dreams went out the door, and I was like, 
is this fucking it? Like literally, am I just, am I just done? Like, do I not get to, <laughs> you know, go after what I, what I really want to go after in life? And, um, so that's just, <laughs> that's like one of the, I consider, I get now I consider it humorous in the time. I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? It, it, it was beyond like too true to, to handle at the time. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And, and I, I also heard you mention about, you know, your, I think you called it 5150. Yeah. Yeah. So going to the hospital, um, yeah. I know my dad actually took me um, after I basically like screamed at him one night that I was depressed, like that I was like laying in bed thinking of ways to kill myself. Um, the next morning he took me to like an inpatient thing. And of course I got there and I was like, no, I'm fine. Like, no, I'm super normal. You know, cause that's, I know that's definitely something ability I have and had was to just act like everything was okay. Right. When things were just not okay. I was like, no, no, everything's fine. But especially whenever somebody like in that environment, like I, I didn't want to admit right, right, that things that I, I was not okay. But also I'm, I'm like very glad that I didn't get into this inpatient and get like deeper into like these tr- kind of the, just the tr- traditional stuff. Um, Cause it just, what I was doing just w- was not working, was not addressing root cause. And um, so, and, and, I know you talked about whenever your your dad was diagnosed with cancer that kind of triggered some of this stuff to happen. Do you have any like threads to events or things that you feel like may have kind of led to or caused um, like bipolar or depression episodes in general or just like, yeah, like kind of the root cause and in less on and more like the you know like the earthly level, less less on the cosmic. Third right? dimension. I can I yeah. can handle third dimension. Okay. Yeah. No, I hear you. I appreciate that question, man. Um, yes, I think the long story, you know, short is, I was, a, I was already abusing pot and alcohol at the time. Okay. Um. So. I had no signs growing up. I was the perfect student in Mm -hmm. high school. I was, you know, the poster child, student athlete. Everyone fucking loved me, man. Yeah, yeah. So when I got to Miami, it was was exploring the kind of the darker shadow Mm -hmm. things that I had just had no idea about. So um, there was a component went with my dad that I, I knew I was I was deeply saddened and depressed just depressed mm-hmm. of the thought of losing him yeah and so that we we don't ha- to this day we don't have the relationship that I'd like mm-hmm. uh, we're not able to really communicate and emotionally connect so I I was really concerned I was gonna lose my dad with ever having gotten to know the man wow yeah and so that's still a burden that I carry to, and I'm working, you know, on, on that now. But so I think that was a huge kind of emotional rift with him getting cancer. He's doing great now to just a full disclosure. Yeah. He's, I don't think, I think he might outlive me. Like the guy is a, is a wow. tank. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's really done well with the cancer treatment. So that's great. Um, but the key that what triggered the mania, which is, you know, if you're not really familiar with that term, it's, it's kind of a, a slandered term now people joke about it and mm-hmm. it, it's 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 really can be manifest in a number of ways uh 
just racing thoughts, uh, rapid speech, um, tons of flurry of activity. Mm. Um, I didn't need to sleep or really eat very much. I was just on. Mm. I would wake up in the morning and I didn't feel like I was needing to kind of, you know, slowly. I was just bang, you know, out the door, streamline. Yeah. It was a, a very intense experience and I thought it was my body as the full spectrum of depression. I mm. just thought, okay, this is my body telling me like to go, to run, to mm. play, to mm. I had no concept of mania in college. So it was really really stark, you know, the contrast and um what what was what I think it was is I, you know, was the immediate abrupt stopping of my antidepressant. Mm. That's the one event I can point to and say okay. by stopping those immediately, I almost, you know, within a number of handful of days started to spike into mania. Okay. So that's a common side effect of some of these antidepressants and is really risky to to go off abruptly. Right. It, and, it, and from my experience, I think that is was the gasoline you mm. know, that lit the fire, so to speak. And uh, I, you know, really advise in, in my whole process of tapering off medication, do it with a professional. Mm. You know, I am no, by no means a professional in this realm, yeah. but through experience and the people that I trust that it's important to do this supervised. It's, this stuff is no joke. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good disclaimer because I've just been like, Oh, and I just stopped taking mine, you know, and it, and it, it was my decision. And that was, I think part of it for me, it was like me trying to take get some control and like have some position in it. And yeah, it was not recommended, <laughs> you know, right. I was told to, told to, told to keep taking medication. So, um, there's definitely, definitely risk involved and, um, sometimes some pretty, pretty severe, severe risk with switching off a medication that's very impactful on your life. So definitely, <laughs> definitely appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that was the root, that was the root cause I can't point to anything else. It's been in my life for a decade since, and I, I can't attribute anything else really and truly hmm. to other than just abruptly stopping the antidepressant. Wow. I think it was Lexapro. I don't don't quote me on that, but okay. that's the one that that I was on for a while. And yeah, so that stuff is tricky, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I was curious if there was any, um, if you could, you know, link it back to any events or write any. any I think that happened well like to you more right it's like kind of something that you went through that could be again like the an origin of this like split personality like split consciousness uh, are, are you are you kind of familiar with what I'm yeah about? yeah it, it's tricky I, I I think there's there's a part of this that I, I you've got to go spiritual as I kind of alluded to right I mean there's there's something I, you know, on the far end of this, there's something I've learned about called a, a soul monad mm. where like, you've all heard of a twin flame. I'd imagine where, you know, kind of maybe like a, a soul is sort of split in two. So it's, you know, one, a male and a female or whatever world we want to talk about, whatever gender you are, but it's two pieces to the same puzzle in that way. Whereas the bipolar, there's some talk of it as though it's like, it's like um, two souls, but split into one body. Mm. And I don't, you know, that's the far end of the spectrum. Right. I don't know that I, I really uh, uh, fully, you know, s subscribe to that kind of stuff. Right. I I think it was really 
a lifestyle thing mm, okay. and, and i i was i was not treating myself i wasn't doing the fundamentals mm. you know that that people do when they thrive i yeah. wasn't exercising i wasn't sleeping well my diet was shit those are easy yeah i w- probably wasn't drinking any water mm. you know i had shit community i had nobody to really just man to man like what's going on with you dude like my fraternity was not that quite the opposite um my yeah. priorities were all out of whack you know, I, th- there was so many externals that I can point to uh, and take responsibility for right. that I have now yeah, yeah. that without those things I can point to and be like, you know what? Yeah, not a good idea for me to drink right now. So, yeah, you're sober. Not a good idea for me to do X, Y, Z. Okay, mm-hmm. what's it going to take to remove that from my life or or renegotiate mm. that situation uh, you know, for the best interest of, of, of me? Yeah. Yeah, and you, you talked about programming a little bit earlier. That's definitely a, a big kind of a big like rabbit hole I've I've gone down, and um, it was one at first where I felt like I was maybe almost like a little bit crazy, like 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 hearing this term programming, like someone's like programming you to be a certain way. And the way that I've like made sense of it is that you know without having to say that there's anyone intentionally trying to do this, you know, it's quite possible. Maybe there are these controllers, these you know, the uh, underground elites or whatever who are putting out all this programming. But for myself, like without having to believe any of that or dive into that, just seeing, oh, there are messages that I'm getting, the messages that I've got up into my life that have shown me a particular way of being. And there are other options, basically. And that's kind of how I've said it. And so, oh, if I read a book or I saw on TV something, I've been exposed to that. That's like, teaching me and introducing me to a a way of being and maybe it's not the most productive for me and maybe it's not what I really want either maybe I've been told that I want something um and are told a way to act or told part of me is not okay to express um and I know being in college like I got a lot of programming for my fraternity right there's like be this way do these things so i mean lots of binge drinking lots of being promiscuous like just treating like that hookup culture and just all these things that i like didn't really want like i want i mean i did want them like i did them like that's um we uh, before we started we're talking about this book existential kink and and part of it talks about having is evidence of wanting like if, if something's in your life, like some part of you wants that. And so like the, I lived that life a little bit. And like, so definitely some part of me wanted that. And a lot of it for me was a part that wanted to be cool, wanted to be accepted, you know. Um, and I mean, it was, I was kind of directionless, right? Going off to college and not knowing what to do. Hey, group of guys throw giant parties. There's always girls around. Like, sure, <laughs> you know, sign me up. And then um, just getting into it, like, not you know not really knowing what i got on the other side of it like not even really knowing what happened i was a very different person but i couldn't have at the time i couldn't have told you that but i was i was a very different person i had all this this programming and um yeah with my my relationship with my current partner started off and basically I, i was still running a lot of these like fraternity mindset ways of being and um and then basically she like turned me away as we were because we weren't really dating we were um 
like we were you know hanging out some but not dating and she was actually a client of mine and 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 different things and finally she was like hey we can't we can't do this anymore and i, and I was like really mad at her and um during actually it was like a, a somatic release session with david my roommate right um I, I realized because it was like right after it was just like perfect timing that he had just gotten certified and wanted wanted somebody to practice on. I could just feel myself releasing like all of this stuff that, that wasn't mine about what I wanted in a relationship, what was cool to have in a relationship. Um, and yeah. And so I, I, I know like there's a lot of that programming that I took on. And so for me like, oh, no, that here. Yeah, I'll take that back. <laughs> like I, I tried I, I wore that that skin I tried to be that way for a little while let me give that give that back to y'all um and that's been a huge process like for me um and then understanding right so like my depression on events and things that happened my past like definitely five years of my life it's almost been yeah it's been on like on a journey to understand what happened to me during college like where I went, how I ended up depressed and suicidal and almost making an attempt on my life. And, and yeah, there's right. And I have learned like, you know, it goes super spiritual and about how everything happens for a reason, all these different things. And still to help with the depression, it's like there was, there's so much repressed emotion and anger and shame about my life that I'm, st- you know, still still working through. It made made so much progress um, to be able to to speak to it. Like that's to me even to talk about things that like are taboo, you know, like um, pledge ship in a fraternity. You know, like oh, don't talk about this. Da da da. Like, da, da, da. And um, like you know, anything you basically say don't talk about gets pushed into shadow, and. Then, then your unconscious can just start running your life, and you know, um, and so, yeah, just being able to, you know, on here like talk taboo, just like put some put some light onto some things, like talk about it, bring it onto the open, and um, I mean, I like to me, I'm, I, I've begun to wonder like why is anything taboo? Like why can't we just talk about our whole experience, <laughs> you know, here on this earth in this body? Um, cause it's pretty trippy, you know, <laughs> bro. Yeah. Yeah, man. I can, I can think about, you know, it really boils down to just, I just needed one person to be like, dude, what are you doing all this for, man? Mm. You know, what, yeah. what if one, somebody, somebody with uh, that respected, yeah. Preferably a male, an right. adult male yeah. that I, I looked up to that I had in high school that I did not have mm. in college. Just, you know, maybe even it could have been an older fraternity brother. Yeah. That just maybe could have just even spent 30 seconds questioning, you know, what was going on. Yeah. You know, and, and to the point about pro- programming, I, I really just don't. I didn't know any better and I, oh, I don't, yeah, for sure it was blissful ignorance and I thought that was what was to do and you know yeah I have similar pledge experiences that were just not cool yeah. <laughs> at all and like <laughs> you know I, I thought that was the thing because you made friends that way and there was access to, to parties and, and girls and whatever reputation I mean boy you know if I had just 
chosen to learn one thing in college outside of the social, you know, people realm. Like it was, I, I, so I live now with two roommates who didn't go to college Mm. and one is thriving as a, you know, email marketer. He worked for Dr. You know, beats by Dre. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a monster at that because he spent five years instead of partying or whatever, getting skills. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, man, a respect, you know, I wish I could have taken a page out of that book. Yeah, Yeah. And my other roommate decided to travel instead. And he's now, you know, a coach who can speak from experience. Mm -hmm. And I, I believe him because he's got the wisdom. He earned it from, from, you know, out in the streets. So like, I got respect for that man too. And yet I, I, I feel like I, I almost wasted that period of time. I did. I came away with, you know, three friends, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But like the whole experience was, was, was just not helpful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, college is a, yeah, we, this is a, you know, big one, but I, I don't, I certainly won't be allowing my kids to go to the university of Miami, even in the sense of the years that I I've gone back, right. which in and of itself was a challenge is oh revisiting some of those, 100%. those same environments. But, um, that it's changed a lot academically, but the way the world is going, it's, it's all about skills and not about a degree. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to question why any of my kids, if I choose to have kids, why they want to go to college and yeah. ha- curiosity and actual, you know, authentic questioning mm-hmm. of these things. And, and I mean, and not just cause it's what you do, right? Like precisely, man. Yeah. Cause did you get that growing up? It's like, Hey, you, you're going to go to college. Like, like, that's what you're going to do. Totally. And I kind of got it a little bit different because I didn't, I didn't know that there was any other choice. Oh, like for sure. I just had, I went to a boarding school where 99% of the kids went to nice prestigious colleges. So yeah, there yeah. wasn't any leeway there. Yeah, yeah. It was just, it was never even spoken about like there were alternatives. For sure. So, I mean, that's kind of the, you know, my own yeah blissful ignorance in a lot of ways in so many areas that mm. I had to get out from where I was was grew up which was in the heart of the city of san francisco you so you think you'd be exposed to you know thinkers and new ideas and different right. different movers and shakers and things but no i was just as sheltered as anybody you know in, yeah. in certain ways and i don't think there's there so it, for me it's really it amounted to moving from where i was from and uprooting and mm. finding my own roots in my in my own way yeah yeah, the, yeah. And, and I mean, there's so much taboo about the mental health realm. It's like, yeah, I've been, I've been really like, it makes you feel crazy about being quote unquote crazy. Like, like for me, I felt like, like, am I literally crazy? Cause I'm like sad, you know, like that was definitely a big one for me. Like, like what? Like am I, yeah, that's, I, you know, I get that it's inherent guilt around being sad because for me, I had it all on the outside, yeah. but inside I was, I was miserable. Yeah, yeah. And so that confusion, you know, and nobody knew how to answer that question, No, you know, and, and I could have, you know, if you really looked objectively, like, dude, you know, what have you been putting in your body? Like, mm. what are the things that have actually given you energy recently right. other than, caffeine and alcohol and whatever you know the excuses might be it it's it's a really you know backwards environment we obviously know we've both you and i have both learned that you know the pill situation is is it's not 
what's going to fix us. We have right. all the pharmaceuticals we need in our yeah. brains and our bodies. Like that's that's not the answer. There's a huge industry in that. There's mm-hmm. money involved, and that's superseding the well-being of of the people mm. uh, that, that that need this the most. And it it's devastating. Uh, it devastated me for for a decade. It's mm. it's been a uh, you know, of new, like a, you know, butterfly cocooning transformation thing in the last two years. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like I lost my twenties to this stuff. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something I'm still coping with and dealing with. And yeah, it, it's the, it's the, you know, I, I don't, I don't blame my psychiatrist because all he's had is negative examples, right. negative cases of people coming in and, you know, not knowing what to do other than to feed them drugs. That's just what the they were taught in medical school. For That's sure. what they're taught in the hospitals. That's what they're fed. It's 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 a self perpetuating cycle. Yeah. It's brutal, man. That's that's a big one for me of like not blaming people along the way, right? Like generally people are doing their best. Right? Like pe- yeah. people are people are living that the way they know how to live sure every once in a while there's somebody who's, who's intentionally going to try to harm you but especially if it's a professional right you, i don't i don't think they're trying to harm you you know they're, they're doing what what they know how to do and um also then a, a lot of that blaming into playing the victim which isn't very helpful <laughs> like um dude that that was my huge thing was I identified that as being my probably biggest problem was being mm. the victim, the mm. bipolar victim. That was my whole story yeah. that I carried with me up until, you know, I made a really concerted effort to leave that in 2021. Yeah. I'm really stepping into a new reclamation of my power in that way. Yeah, yeah. Although, man, I mean, that was it. That's my victim story, yeah. you know, and I, I didn't, I didn't know what else to write, what else to write about. Cause yeah. it was a, it seemed like it, you know, the only tools that I had available to me were not helping. Yeah. It's yeah. Brutal, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, just the more, the more <laughs> you talk, I'm just like, wow, we, it seems like we've had just almost the ex- exact same experience and, and feel the exact same way about so many things. Like talking about college, like, I feel like I didn't go, like didn't go to college. I like, didn't have college experience. And for me, there, again, there was no option besides going to college. I didn't, I literally, like that was just it. Like I, I remember taking like advanced classes in elementary school, so I could take advanced classes in middle school. So yep. I could take advanced classes in high school, so I could get into a good college and have credits for a good college. So I get a good degree, and then I don't know what after that. Yep. Like I literally didn't have like goals after college. Like literally, I was just like college. Same. And then I get there, and I have a shitty ass time. Um, I pledge ship starts before the semester starts. So immediately I'm, I'm getting hazed and I start checking out. I'm like, I, this is not happening. This is not real. Like nobody could be treating me this way. Like, this is crazy. Like this, <laughs> what the fuck is like, this is, this isn't happening. So I check out and then I'm just like absent for the, for four years, supposed to be the best four years of my life, like all this stuff. And then next couple of years, I'm still just like in, you know, just not, just not there, not, not fully in my body. I don't, I don't know exactly where I went. <laughs> um, and and so it feels like now so i also since i went to school here in austin right like and i moved away and then i came back and i've now been here for two years this time like this go around feels more like i'm okay like like i'm quote unquote went to college like like what what the type of life i would would have lived in college and now but more so i feel like prepared to go out to do something like 
to for the next adventure like college is meant to prepare me prepare me for so I, I just talk to my friends and they're like you know far along in their careers and um you know having families and having kids and things like that and part of me is like I don't know how the fuck you're doing any of this like I've had to spend the past you know six years of my life just trying like just not knowing what was happening not knowing what was going on and yeah I used to talk about feeling like you lost your 20s I feel like I I lost like the majority of them like I just like wasn't wasn't really living like I was trying to yeah and so I, I definitely definitely feel that one and resonate with that one and I get it, man. And you're not alone. You know, we're, yeah. there's so many people that have experienced this, this failure of the systems that we've been presented. And I'm actively trying to address. So this might be a bit of a taboo because I'm trying to, you know, there's no way to take down like a pharmaceutical or insurance mm. industry in, right. in the way that we have it, unless there's a huge financial, you know, massive meltdown. Yeah. It's about building parallel structures yes. to then feed into that have more momentum and more control, more power really mm. in, in hopefully positive ways than these original systems. Yeah, yeah. So that's ripe for financial, ripe for educational, ripe for medical healthcare. I mm. mean, those are the huge ones that come to mind. And I think, as a as a as identified as a masculine male i don't know what you know gender or number associated or whatever but um i want to try to help i've wanted to do this for some time but it's been very challenging because of my own identity mm-hmm. and being so wrapped up with bipolar and mental health i've really had to separate myself from it but mm-hmm. i will get back to this more seriously at some point soon where you know I think the men who who deal with depression and other anxieties and things in our current climate, our current culture, I don't think we need another person to p- kind of pat us on the back or mm. or just or just uh, tell us it's going to be okay or mm. you know just here's your mental health checklist or or it, like I would have benefited from more, frankly more of a David Goggins approach. I'm mm. not going to go full you know, burn the boats or whatever he's talking about. But it's like, there's a fine line between men who need a bit of a pat and men who need a bit of a push. Mm, And I want to be on that more of a push, especially getting up front, trying to try to reach more people going through mental health in the trenches. Mm -hmm. It's like, we got to hit the fundamentals, Mm. you know, our, fundamentals as a country are falling apart yeah you know mental health we've labeled this as this huge umbrella when it's just about feeling better you know what are you going to do to feel better you know is it getting off the phone or dropping the porn or stopping the video games it's like is this the life you want to live like what do you want to live how do you want to feel better you know Mm. that's what i'm trying to be more about and it's not at the bottom of a pill bottle right it's not at the next therapy session where somebody's going to tell you the next thing. It's like, it's all you. Mm. It, it's, it's everybody. I want to empower other men yeah. specifically to claim their power in this way yeah. and not do it in a way that's like another, you know, pat on the pat on the back. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's it. I mean, that's the, what I think we need. The whole, in the whole men's thing as well. I, I know you talked about when you got in college, like, not having somebody kind of like almost question you like what like say what are you doing 
Um, that's definitely one thing. Whenever I started reading on my own about about different things, reading about excuse me, masculinity and initiation, that's one of my big things. That's like, okay, well, where are the men? Like, where do I go to learn how to be a man? Like, I felt like just like such a a very tall, uh, old, you know, boy. Like, like, like this, just like felt like there's a boy in a man's body, you know. Um, and still at times, still at times do. And the, the boy will always live inside of me. I'm not, at one point I, I literally wanted to like, like I'm going to kill the boy inside me and move on and understand that, yeah, that that's not how it works. Like, that, that's, that's not what happens. The boy will always live and does, there doesn't need to be room for the man to, to step up and, and to grow into. And so like finding men that can, again, like empower you and challenge you. And for me, for a phase, it was like, it's like, it's kind of interesting because like, I, go, I definitely go through these like little phases and kind of where somebody's message like hits me. I take take some of that and, and use it. And so for for a little bit, it was Jordan Peterson, his little thing like personal responsibility. I saw him last night. Yeah, and just like that. And I haven't even like followed his stuff for a long time. But for a bit, I was like this little, little Jordan Peterson kick. It's like I'll take responsibility for yourself. It's like, damn. Okay, I'll tr- I'll try I'll try some of this right. and it's been the thing you know that has has helped the most. Not not saying that I haven't asked for help. Not that saying that I've done it all by myself, um, but like me taking responsibility and stepping forward and realizing that I can have impact on my life. I'm not just a passive observer of my life. Like I, I can make a difference um, and starting to feel for that and then getting some momentum in that. I know for me, that's, that's been, that's been huge. Dude, I'm so glad you brought that to light. That, that responsibility component is critical, man. And I've been stepping into that more and more recently, as as you were just saying, knowing it's within my own control, doing what's within my control to 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 continue to to build that strength and and that feeling inside that yeah, like I can handle my these responsibilities that I want to take on and continue to grow that you know, whatever, call it somatic body, that, that Mm -hmm. capacity to experience the greatest, the greater parts of life that we all want. You know, when I was in college and struggling and wanted the hot girlfriend and the six pack and Mm -hmm. all these things or whatever, I wasn't, I wasn't capable of experiencing those things. I hadn't Mm -hmm. built the resiliency to have that. So it's taken me, you know, till 31 to have the six pack and the hot girlfriend, but it's still a process of preparing my, my inner self, my body somatically to understand and feel capable of that. So that's, I mean, the responsibility thing, you know, he he was talking about cleaning his room, you clean your room and that's just kind of like the thing of his. And it's, it's so simple yet it's so profound it's like take care of your room first and then then what else can you do to add responsibility and to your life and i just i i so resonate with that that point yeah i know one of one of the phrases that he used i think it was like on a debate on saw on youtube was you know put your house in perfect order before you go and criticize others i think it's something like that yeah and just that reminder like oh like I'm going out and saying you need to change all of this stuff. Da da da. Whenever it's like, oh, I can look around like, damn, I need to change. <laughs> you know, I need to change things. And uh, you know, a lot of it that is, I think, going back to that victim thing, taking mm-hmm. responsibility for. And you know, there's 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 giant topics around this, and there's whole systems that do, you know, 
make it hard for people, make it very difficult for people. And, you know, for both of us, the systems have generally been in our favor, right? Yeah. Like, and we've still ended up having these, that, that's one of like my big things. I'm like, you know, if I ended up where I ended up with just like how bad off mentally I was and how bad of a place I was and I had, I had and I have a very loving family and there was always financial stability and I had friends and all these different things. So I, I had all the things that you would, you would say and still like, yeah, that that's, that's part of the thing for me. It's like, you know, wow, I definitely, I definitely can't, you know, I definitely should, you know, work on, work on my stuff. Like this is, this is my sphere. Um, that's, I, I don't, I don't even understand other people's spheres. I, I don't know if I can really, you know, impact them. The best way I know that I can impact them is by, again, like cleaning up my space. Mm. Right. And, um, and still working on it. And, you know, as we were talking about before, my, my, my place is a little messy right now. Um, cause, Understandably so. Yes. Yeah, moving on Saturday. Um, but, um, but yeah, and it's like, I just really appreciate, I know, you know, I, I don't, not that I agree with, I don't agree with everything Jordan Peterson says. I don't agree with everything Jocko Willick says. I don't agree with everything David Goggins says. Um, Joe Rogan. Like I, I have this Ryan Holiday. Like I have this list of all of these men um, who, are, who are out there, you know, set, giving all these messages, which I think are generally very helpful to to young men, other men, young men, boys becoming men. And for me, in many ways, I've now I started writing like a book a little bit, and, and it's pretty much in that memoir vein a little bit ago and and it's kind of it's evolved into different things and part of it is evolving into this podcast it's like a response it feels like there's, there's this this movement right you, you know akira the dawn yeah yeah it's like meaning wave right it's like there's a, like this meaning wave that seems to be going on with people seeking meaning in their life and there's been these people who, who become leaders you know especially for in, in the the sphere that, that we're in you know Again, like the Joe Rogan, Jordan Peterson, Ryan Holiday, yep. Jocko Willink, like we know all these people. Like, it's almost been waiting on a response. I feel it's like it's like it's like a call and response chant. The call has been been sent by by all of these people out there, and it's and it's like us like coming up. Hey, we're coming to respond. And I think one of the things as well is like, okay, so what's what are we? How are we implementing? You know, all of all of this messages, all, all of this information that we're getting, like how are we responding and in, in making things happen you know, for ourselves in this like societal shift in, yeah, in, this, in this age we're in. And so um, it sounds like, you know, both of us were, we're not only responding in our own lives, but like we're working to respond like to even like back to like the, this feedback loop, right. To these men are like, Hey, we're here, we're getting some of your messages. Like we, we appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for putting it out there. And, um, and like, then here's, you know, and let's join this conversation, right? Let, let's come out. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's, um, you know, not just be, not just be silent. And, um, and yeah, I didn't just like, to me, talk about our experience of, of life, the, the whole spectrum, um, the ups, the downs and, um, yeah and be in allow ourselves to be seen in it like that's because for me that's one of the really big things of allowing my sadness to be seen by others allowing my shame to be seen by others that's what caused shifts for me whenever i've like told my mom things that where i was like 
really, really hurt. And I broke down crying. I thought if I told her she wasn't going to love me anymore. And she comes around and gives me a hug. And my body's buzzing. And it feels like there's just so much coming back to me. And so I, I, that's for me. I, I want people to be seen, especially the parts that, and then also I want to be seen, right? Like definitely I want to help people be seen for the, especially for the parts that don't feel like they have a place. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. I, I think we all want to be seen. And, and I don't, I don't know the, I struggle with that, man. You know, I struggle with stepping into like, yeah, I'm here. I'm, I've been putting in the work, you mm. know, it's not just something that deserves to be seen, but now it's hard for me to go into a room and I can, I can feel that there's more eyeballs on me. I have mm. more of a presence about me and cause I've been listening, man, mm. I've been just as you were saying, like I've been in my own ways engaging in these conversations, you know, sure. and yeah, there was so much, you know, just a bunch of rich, really rich shares. You just, you just dropped in that there's one thread I want to pull be around the, the rituals, you know, and, yeah. and the rite of passage basically yep. that, that, you know, I've, I've, I can relate to completely in that. I, I wish I had more of a, you know, I'm a man now. It's like, it's mm. official, right. you know, I had no, I graduated college and floundered for a while and there yeah, was yeah. just no clear boundary there. Yeah. And, you know, we met at a MPB brotherhood event. It was, it was awesome. I was trying to peg you with the dodgeball. Like, <laughs> you, you kept jumping and dodging in this way. I was so distracted and I got hit out the corner of my eye, but mm. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Yeah, but, yeah. uh, yeah, man, we connected after that, but I just got back from their their first kind of uh, weekend retreat. Yeah, and it was really powerful men's work. It was led by 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 Garen Garen Jones, uh, Preston Smiles, and and Stefanos Sedanos. These guys are studs, and and being in close proximity with them all weekend was really worthwhile. And they touched on that. There was a gentleman there they brought in. Um, who does the art of masculinity podcast. Mm. Um, his name is Jonathan L. Sasser. Okay. Johnny L. Sasser. He's the dudes. He's a beast. I mean, you look at this guy and you're just like, wow, you know, that is a dude who epitomizes masculinity. Mm. And the more I got to know him and talk to him over the weekend, cause dude, I could feel it, man. I was like, yeah. that guy is something I want to know more about, mm. but I'm also really intimidated by him for sure. So I really stepped in and I was like, I got to get to know this guy. I want to try to talk to him. And we were talking about rite of passage as well. Okay. Little did I know this guy is an army ranger. Mm. I mean, there are less army rangers than there are Navy seals. Mm. So this guy is a beast. He was the, I believe I'm going to say this correctly, but he was the, basically the personal bodyguard for the ambassador to Iraq for five years. I wow. mean, he's done some incredible shit for this country and he's, he knows too. <laughs> he yeah. knows that, you know, there's been a big gap in mm. the rite of passage that boys are walking around as grown ass men, mm. you know, these days. And, and so, you know, MPB is doing a special ops three and a half day 
training, mental toughness meets physical toughness meets men's work. Yeah. And I was like, this is the last thing I want to do, <laughs> but so I've got to do this. You yeah, know, yeah. I, absolutely, I'm all in. I had connected deeply with this guy over the course of the weekend. I really felt trust in this man. And he shows up, you know, he, he, he's got the presence you want in a leader like that. So I just know that that is such a fertile ground for, for, for new, you know, sacred sons is a great way Mm -hmm. to, to, to learn about these things and stepping into, you know, what do you call it? Divine masculinity, call it integrated man, modern masculine, whatever. There's so many terms now, but Mm -hmm. just coming into your best self, whether that's, you know, alpha male or if it's, you know, chill, like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a one size fits all masculinity here. Yeah. Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. And, and that's what, you know, I'm looking at this guy, six, three, two fifty, you know, mm. tatted all up. And I'm like, that's a man, but I'm also a man, you yeah. know? And like, yeah, yeah. we can have the same conversation and bring different things to the table and, and, and you know, break bread. Mm. It's like, this guy is on, he's an ally of mine now. Yeah. yeah. And so and it's vice versa. So it's like, let's fucking go, you know, yeah, we're yeah. in this together. Yeah. yeah. That was beautiful. Yeah. I've been curious about that. I know we we're supposed to, we we're, we're going to talk last week but you'd come come back from that and really tired I mean, it sounds like it was a whole yeah a whole experience it was man and, and in short you know they they just stacked it there's so much value and these intensive immersions can be quite challenging because there everyone just wants to deliver value mm. and they certainly did that yeah, yeah. but it was like a ton to take on and yeah, so yeah. i was really feeling uh you know like i needed to do a 48 hour reset of my reset yeah. which has been great to integrate and, yeah and you know i made a ton of awesome connections dudes from all over the country all over the world Beautiful. showed up to this so you know, it was about 50 or 60 participants. We had a ton of incredible sponsors. I mean, the swag was like worth the price of admission, wow. let alone the, the workshops that, that Steph and Garen and Preston all led. I mean, it was incredible, man. Yeah. It's beautiful. So worth it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think we've, you know, all the things, the themes of this, this podcast definitely covered, checked in. We got present. We, uh, we talked about some taboos you know um didn't even have to you know pull out the card and try to pick one that we just you know, i think we just covered a lot as we were going and talked about spectrums as well um i guess before i give the like the, the final question um uh, just for a little bit of, of self-reflection is there any spectrum that you feel you've been like stuck in lately stuck in a spectrum or or even you can just say you've like gone really far in one in like in one direction um you know i i can say that i've i've been obsessed with purpose recently Mm. and i could say that for the last year year and a half okay um yeah yes coming from such a privileged background i felt this responsibility to get in get in alignment and Mm. then make the most of this fucking life yeah because i've got it all right i've got all the resources all the things and um so really going head first into that has almost led to me like being too serious and not taking mm. any action and mm. like making sure feeling like I have to make the perfect move and like it has to be right, which mm. is so absolute, right. you know, and I, I'm not going to be able to plan out 
my purpose. I mm. have to live my purpose. I yeah. am my purpose. Yeah. It's not something I get to just, you know, hi- hypothesize ahead of time. So, yeah. yeah, that's really where I've I've sort of oscillated on the far end of. Okay. So you've, so you've got deep down purpose. So I'm trying to think of what the, like another spectrum of that. Because I mean, like mm. not purpose. Like I don't know if that's necessarily the, the other spectrum um, of that. But, I can kind of think, I mean, to me it feels like the other end of it is, is maybe like a laissez-faire, like kind of mm. like, you know, going with the flow. I don't gotcha. want to label it like a spiritual take on it. Right. But it feels like you know, kind of just a complete surrender. Mm. I, I don't know. That's a tough. Ooh, that's a tough dichotomy there. I don't know yeah. if I want to go surrender and purpose, but right. Um, yeah, it kind of just feels like it's felt like a very kind of that force that we started talking about in the beginning, like yeah. pushing. You know, trying to mm. do that constantly, whereas yeah. like letting go and relaxing into gotcha. might be the spectrum. It sounds like even the talk with your thing that you've been celebrating yourself or lately of the patience. Yeah. I mean, it almost sounds like that, like purpose and patience could almost be a spectrum. Yeah. Right. That's a great point. Yeah, definitely. So I'll take that. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, final question that we're going to wrap up with today. What message do you want to share with people? This is a great question. You can only choose one. There can only be one. There's only one answer to this. It's just do what you love. Mm. It's just the only way to do it. (laughs) If you don't love it, why the fuck are you doing it? You know, and I'm speaking for myself here too, right? right? Like, I I find that if I'm speaking, like even this this whole conversation, I'm talking to myself. Yeah, man. right. This whole time, like you're over there, but these these are things that I'm saying that that I want to hear. Like the words that are coming out of my mouth, I'm yeah. I'm speaking to myself. I hear you. <laughs> I hear that, and and I love it. <laughs> so thank you. It, yeah. So like, do things that you love, and it's like things that are say like a, a full like hell yeah, fuck like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Get things that like fire you up only. You know, yeah. Where's, that's passion. That's you know, I yeah. The love, do it for the love of it, and, mm. and and why why what other? There's no other reason in my mind that I can think of or live that stacks up to that. For sure. All right. Well, imparting. This is Scott Martell Smith, and Andrew Newton in the house, telling you to do what you love. Do it for the love. Brilliant. <laughs>